and gentlemen, we got them. My fellow Americans, our long national nightmare is over. Uh, we go now to Mike Bloomberg. Mike Bloomberg for some thoughts on the elections. Uh, Mike, what do you what do you what do you make of the call that the election has been won by Joe Biden? We have a president. Interesting. Uh, and and what do you make of the fact that that Trump lost? That's an extraordinary rebuke. Okay. Uh, th- thank you very much, Mike. Uh, Clap for that, you stupid bastard. <laughs> Mike, you can you can go away now. <coughs> Guaranteed to get it. <laughs> Uh, yes, <laughs> folks, it's true. This is an NBC News special report. Uh, Joe Biden uh, has been uh, um, uh, projected to win the election at time of recording shortly before. I've never been gladder that we record in the afternoon Eastern time. Because <laughs> I was out and about when when the uh, networks made the call based on Pennsylvania, we once again have Philadelphia and Gritty to thank for this, um, thank as you, usual. Yeah, um, we salute you. Um, all I want is just Wawa everywhere. Thank you, please and thank you. Um, <clears throat> yeah, um, we we have we have a president, um, and you know you know. Um, Everyone's everyone's celebrating quite a lot right now, and and I I am uh, uh pleased. You know, um, I didn't really want Trump to be the president anymore, so um, I don't know. That's the the I think the <laughs> best part of this for me is that um, you know, Trump's whole brand and like his his whole cachet, his reputation rests yeah. on the fact that he's like not a loser, and now he is like incontrovertibly <laughs> like right. the world's biggest loser. Like, I like it. He's he's lost the world's most important contest, and you know it's just it's sad, really. It's sad, and apparently he's just playing golf right now, which is you know golfing golfing through your feelings, I guess. Yeah, that's how you cope. That's yeah. So you know, um, commiserations to him, I guess. Um, really, he's just looking out for his mental health. This is self care, and for people yeah. to breaking to a putter over your ab- caddy's head is self care. <laughs> Right, and it really shows for you know people making fun of him for it. Yeah, it really I'm just gets... having I'm having some uh, celebratory milk tea that I've made myself. Very good, love it. Oh, I love it. I'm having uh, peppermint herbal tea. Uh, it's very hot. It's Ooh. very good. Yeah. Well, an interesting thing that we we were both discussing before we recorded is that our weather is like switched. <laughs> So, so weird. it's you know it's November seventh, and here in Detroit, Michigan, uh, it is seventy four degrees outside, which is insanely hot for this time of year. Yeah, and <clears throat> in California, in Southern California, in the Mojave Desert, it is forty five degrees and raining and rain. And windy. Yeah, which is we have literally the polar like we our weather has switched. We have switched weather apparently. <laughs> this is traded. this is what's happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> America looking, is already starting to feel the effects, I think. I've actually often said that the Inland Empire and High Desert is the Detroit of California. Oh, interesting. So <clears throat> it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was one thing from from all the election stuff is, you know, um uh, Michigan was sort of um well Michigan is one of the states that Biden flipped and and for a time there it was unclear what the actual result would be uh until the results from Wayne County which is where Detroit is started rolling yeah. in and suddenly everyone on Twitter had very nice things to say about Detroit. <laughs> 
and, and we love that. The same sort of thing happened with Georgia um, when it mm-hmm. became apparent that Georgia was going to flip. Um, there was a particular Twitter personality who I won't get too much into, but she had previously um, tweeted like a sips tea thing about like COVID numbers rising in Georgia or something. And she had she like made a big thread that was like, oh, um, you know, very sorry about my previous. It's like, oh, that's awfully convenient, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I've I've always loved Georgia deeply. Um, Thank you so much for your support. of. Uh, the liberals are really out here. They're really doing it. You bet I yeah, them. and I've been collecting from this week what I think are the worst election. <laughs> I'm takes. excited because I've kind of Did you checked out, out of the discourse in That's a lot fair. of ways. There've been there've been a frankly a ridiculous amount. Yesterday, of yesterday I called in. So Thursday night, like enough enough a- tweets to sink Florida <clears throat> into the sea under the weight of the law. <laughs> Thursday night we recorded a very special episode, which I look forward to all of you hearing. Yeah. Um, and I was so exhausted, but fr- like from that experience, but also from the experience of just living through this week. But I took Friday yeah. off. This and- week has been a remarkably long <clears throat> month. Yeah. And what I did all day yesterday was I basically just mainlined a new YouTube channel that I found mm. uh, that was just Mexican cooking and just mm. learning, guaranteed to get it, yeah. learning how to cook all of the the delicious Mexican foods. Um, and now I'm going to make, am I in Mexico now? (laughs) So I haven't seen a lot of this stuff, so I'm excited for it. Well, let's start off with, I think is probably the worst one. This is a tweet from Wajahat Ali who says, you can all apologize to Hillary Clinton now. (laughs) And, uh, wow. uh, Most of the responses were going for what? (laughs) Bruh. What what are, what are we apologizing to Hill Dog for again? <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, I'm sorry. Um, one of the Pod Johns, in fact, the the titular Pod John, John Favreau, had some thoughts, uh, mainly that you can keep your thoughts to yourself, um, because as we'll get into later, this election, even though Biden appears to have won it at this point, was kind of an utter disaster. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, he says. Um, uh, Democrats have got to stop treating DC reporters like their therapists grow up. Do we have problems? Of course we do. Let's figure them out in private. And then someone replied and said, uh, who is the we and us here? And John says, democratic strategists and organizers of which I am one. So he's basically saying like, um, please stop, uh, complaining to us about how bad we are at, uh, winning elections. Um, we'll just sort it out <coughs> internally. You well, you know. know what I have to say to John? Mm. If you want your candidate to win, you've got to shape up. It's a good point. My thought would be that, you know, your your private discussions have uh, public consequences. So, you know, suck it up. Yeah, maybe let's not let's not do backroom stuff. Like maybe that's part of the problem of yeah. why no one trusts you or wants to vote for you. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, Dr. Jason Johnson, who I will note um, <laughs> is Dr. someone Jason who. Johnson. That sounds made up. <laughs> he's um he's the guy during the primaries who was so extremely anti-Bernie that um I believe he got canned from the root and briefly taken off MSNBC because of some of the things that he said. The, um, the, but he the guy who, who decided to go off on Brianna Joy Gray. Yes, that's yes. Uh, he went off. He he said some very bad things about Brianna Joy Gray and got punished for it. Um, and he says Biden should have won by more is the last gasp of the boomerang left dead enders who secretly wanted Trump to win so they can claim they were right all along. Note their critiques never allow for the fact that maybe, just maybe, about half of America actually wants a racist, incompetent proto-dictator, because that would mean a not acknowledging race over phony economic theory. Which is, it's just sort of 
shockingly wrong in every way I, that Stupid, I can think annoying of. Questions. Yeah. Um, one of the replies <laughs> notes that Trump increased his percentages among all demographics except white men based on exit polls. So, um, yeah, race. It's just people. This is. Can I just go off on this for like a second? Because yeah, this please. is my new least favorite thing in the world. Is, is to just pretend that the class struggle doesn't exist. Well, and liberals choosing to instead believe that half of America are KKK members. Right. That, yeah. That are just like, like truly, truly half of America is literally like, um, yeah, putting their hoods on and all that, like, which I feel like insane. is just statistically unlikely. Like you it's can insane. rule that out. Do, where do you live? Do you not talk to people? Have you not yeah. seen them? Like, especially these people you know have never talked to a oh, Republican yeah, that wasn't a consultant. This is the thing is it's ridiculous to people like you and me who know Republicans or, you know, are yeah. related to some of them. And like, you know, a lot of my family voted for Trump. I would not say that they are. Ra I mean, they're certainly not KKK members. They're they're yeah. not like, you know, big, they're huge not, racists. They're not. <laughs> racists who want an incompetent proto-dictator yeah they they want like you know they've got their wedge their key issues you know abortion the courts and things like that you know yeah. it's not <laughs> i so i don't know yeah it, it's, it's and none silly. of this includes the non-voters and it assumes that people who vote make up all of the country which we know they don't we know that this yeah. is like the the total of people voting in the country is like less than half of the people in the country. Well, and it assumes that people are voting like only based on the personalities at play. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is another thing too that that um you know uh people will also draw conclusions from. They'll be like, "Oh, uh well, you know, we saw this after like um 2016 and indeed we're already seeing it now where it's like oh um you know the people voted for for biden because they want like centrism and neoliberalism because you know they didn't uh listen if you know uh, you know there there wouldn't a socialist wouldn't have won or all this stuff and it's like there's only two choices yeah it's not like you <laughs> you yeah. don't really get to express your opinion in a sort of clear and unambiguous way about what you're for and what you're against that's yeah. why people when they draw these that's a big, really good point these big you know it's basically there's all these clusters of people and and then there's people like jason johnson who are just drawing circles to make a venn diagram over the data and it's like that's not how this works you know <laughs> <laughs> you can't just circle half of these people and say yeah they're all racist probably um, phony economic theory. I, I would like to introduce you to Marx. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, some takeaways from Abby Huntsman here, who says, uh, number one, country still center, center right. Number two, still. pollsters, pollsters slash TV pundits need less time in air conditioned studios, more time with real, real voters. Number three, how America conducts elections still matters to the rest of the world. And number four, politics now routinely infiltrate personal relationships slash families. Um, interestingly, this was like her second to most recent post and she hasn't posted since then, uh, on November 4th. So, uh, cool. I don't know. I do, I These do are not my takeaways. <laughs> if only because I think it would be hilarious to see like Wolf That's Blitzer get, get, talking get, get to somebody. Jabber out there. Yeah. <laughs> talking Have to someone from Harlan County, Kentucky. <laughs> He's just he's just waltzing into the Dairy Queen. So, folks, what do you think about? I want uh, Jake Tapper to go and talk to people who unambiguously believe that, like, Democrats are harvesting the organs of children. 
or people who are oh, going to be like, yeah, yeah, quite yeah, interesting. yeah. Can we can we actually talk about Area Fifty One? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and and that that bleeds into the politics routinely infiltrate personal relationships, families. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, t- take away country still center center right, which is why you know Florida voted for a fifteen dollar minimum wage, and Oregon voted to decriminalize all drugs, and several other states voted to decriminalize marijuana. That's those are sensible center center right policies. I think we can all agree. <laughs> They all, all these states that voted for Trump so, voted some for takeaways. all these things Number one, that he thing doesn't... I've made up that makes me happy. Number two, thing I've made up that makes me happy. Number three, <laughs> thing I've made up that helps me cope. Also, I love that Abby Huntsman thinks that she's like uh, out there the, with the, the real t- voters. The takeaway, <laughs> right, yeah. That she is any in any position to talk Listen. about... Listen, out here in um, New York, New York, uh, <laughs> we've got the re- finger on the pulse of America. <laughs> This is, I mean, as we'll see for for um, some of this in this post mortem and whatever, we are just seeing catastrophic levels of cope from the right right now. It's um, beautiful. It's sort of remarkable. I, I I observe this in a Discord chat, but for being the demographic that claims to not be easily triggered, they are not taking this well at all. This week at work, <clears throat> I might get in trouble for saying this, but our mm. our office is well, divided. Hang on, I can I can just censor you while okay. you say this, right? <clears throat> so uh, go ahead one moment yeah <laughs> so this this week our office is divided into like it's like a one building with a wall in between and a door in between right. that's that stays shut since covid started so they can like mm-hmm. keep the two different parts ones ones like maintenance workers and ones it workers and the maintenance side of the building has been very interesting because you can just overhear them being like Ah, what ah! like yeah. just <laughs> losing it as news comes in of different things like oh my gosh this is the worst like you just hear them breaking down over there and it's like oh yeah my gosh. I, I mean as we record it's it's 139 eastern standard time on on saturday november 7th so the news that that the election has been called for for biden has been out for about two and a half hours, I think. Um, and the tweets have been flying by. Uh, one that I love is someone says, I just saw a cop crying in his car, LMAO, uh, which is very fun to think about for me. I, oh, I love to think of, of our thin blue line bawling in their uh, Ford Explorer. Uh, now the thin blue line is a tear running down <laughs> just, their face. Just, just crying into the mic like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the thing that was going around on TikTok was a trend of like Trump supporters taking their Trump 2020 flags down and being like, uh, you know, uh, thank you, Mr. Trump. I will always support you. Congratulations to the Biden supporters and whatever. It was very, very cringe. <laughs> oh, I see you got a Joanne Reed one here. Let's do. Let's I do. Joanne Reed says, I say this as someone with no pity for Donald Trump, which, um, press x to doubt there is a pathos to his story here is a man who propped up from was propped up from day one by a cruel father a man who couldn't succeed on his own yet through sheer demographic luck was awarded enormous wealth and power only to squander both i just want to say you don't you don't have to say things like this you don't have to tweet it um you don't need to do anything like this you don't need to say things like this you do not this this is a whole thread and i just want to say you do not have to hand it to trump you don't need to feel sorry for him he got what was coming to him uh which was to be publicly humiliated after a uh you know a lifetime of being a fail son 
Like this is the thing he, is Donald Trump is the the king of fail sons. He really is, but he's somehow he's somehow he tried to own the libs, and it. in the end, the libs owned him. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah. I don't watch well, I say that we may be prematurely <laughs> celebrating here. <laughs> the Supreme Court will come out in a week and be like, actually, it's illegal to vote for Joe Biden. So uh, <laughs> therefore, Trump gets all hun- all 538 electoral votes. This one by um, Peter Lakoff. Uh, yeah, finally. Which, which, it's, which, it's, it's Lakoff like Wackoff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's time to come together. So this is a reply to a reply. So, so Ben Shapiro said, um, well, okay, let's start at the very beginning. Torre, Twitter user Torre says, if you're a Trumper, I hope the pain and anxiety you feel now is excruciating. You voted against America and for a cult leader who has no redeeming or admirable qualities. He's a Cretan who cares nothing about this country and you don't either. You deserve all the pain and more. And then Ben Shapiro says, they don't hate you because they hate Trump. They hate Trump because they hate you. And then uh, Emily Gorsensky, who is um, uh, one of the uh, folks who was known uh, uh, for being um, uh, big anti-fascist in Charlottesville during the time of the Charlottesville mark- March and all that, um, replied to Ben and said, we are going to be absolutely merciless with a ruthlessness and devastation that you have never seen, um, which is what <laughs> you should do to fascists. Um, <laughs> But then uh, uh, Peter Peter Jackoff here um, says that attitude has no place in a democracy. We are all Americans and want to be united and work for the good of this country, not continue to be divided by angry rhetoric, whether it's coming from the right or from the left. And I would just say um, that's a very broad statement, which is not true. Um, we don't we don't all want to work for the good of this country. Plainly, some of us don't. <laughs> It's, yeah, I mean, I, I, on the one hand, while we're not saying while we're saying, you know, not every Trump supporter is a KKK member, we're also saying some of them are <laughs> some so, of them. This, some of them are fascist. Some and, of them do uh, want to do that bad they things. lost. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good to make them feel bad about it. And to yeah. I, I do not need to be conciliatory to fascists. No, that's nope. not an obligation I have. I don't need to be civil. I don't need to treat them with some sort of goodwill. You know, we don't we don't need to come together and reconcile because what what is it that we are supposed to reconcile? Anyway, well, and then uh, like the you know the long and short of it is not a lot has changed. Like it's uh, <laughs> we don't yeah, have I mean, to here, like oh well now now everything's different and we can all go back to brunch and we could like no. Th- <laughs> well, we are. Yeah, it's morning again in America. We're going back to brunch. Uh, our long national nightmare is over. Um, what what happened? This is my my metaphor here. What's what's been happening to America for the past several decades um, is that the sort of the wiring and plumbing in America's walls has just sort of you know gotten worn out, turned into dust, and and you know worn away. Um, yeah. And we've been made aware of this by Trump, who basically like destroyed the sheetrock covering it up. <laughs> and what we've done with this election is we've we've just put on new sheetrock. We, we've re-drywalled the place, and we're going, yep, that's great, that's great. Looks uh, good. Ignore, ignore the sounds of electrical arcing and uh, water flowing onto, you know. <laughs> it's when fine. You, when There's you, no when problems. You, when you see all those solids in your water, don't don't think about it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, my election post-mortem is, uh, you know, the work The work only gets harder. Um, that that's, You know, even though Biden won, he squeaked out a win, uh, and I think this— Frankly, given, you know, uh, the incredible crises in which we find ourselves, most notably at the moment, the COVID-19 crisis, um, we should the Democrats should have won by a lot more. 
uh, there should have been a much bigger repudiation, but Democrats don't know how to campaign uh, and don't know how to articulate a sort of alternative vision well, uh, in any sort of way. And they don't um, really, at the very like highest levels of leadership, they don't really want to because then they'll be expected to do something. Yeah, and if I they're mean, expected that's the key to do thing something. Is like, they don't want to promise <laughs> to do anything because then they might have to do it. This is the sort of thing is the Democratic Party is so utterly centrist that they literally think that taking a stand on any issue is divisive. And we'll, well, you know, they think that every <laughs> issue is a wedge issue. What it is, though, is also that they don't want to be put in a position where they're going to have to challenge the interests of their donors. And they know that if they have to take any sort of political action other than just stasis, that it will inherently yeah. challenge their donors and risk but I them think, losing funding. I think if Biden and the uh, then the DNC had campaigned on, like, the CARES Act, we are going to do that again and give you more money, like... That would have been a pretty big yeah. deal, but instead they just like didn't mention that yeah, at they all. They didn't mention anything. <laughs> they didn't talk about anything. Yeah, it was just so. Uh, Trump, is, Trump resent, is bad. We need to get back to to being good. Yeah, the thing that I resent, um, you know, because it appears the Democrats have probably won the White House, have won the House. Um, probably won't win the Senate unless they magically win they two lost runoffs seats in, in Georgia. The house. They didn't gain any seats and they didn't hold. They lost seats in the House. Right. So they don't have control of everything. They're not going to be able to do anything between not having the Senate and also a 6-3, you know, um, minority on the Supreme and they Court. Don't, they don't, yeah, they don't have the court. So, be, like, the thing that I resent that I said on Wednesday is that I hate that the work only seems to get harder instead of easier. <laughs> you know it's it's just it's i'm very i'm already exhausted and nothing comes along to make you know the work that we will have to do any easier to do it is super thing. exhausting so, and the fact that everyone wants to funnel all of our energy into, into this electoralism is like yeah. that's that's what's so enervating i think because you you are asked to run on this treadmill and then you get nowhere and you feel tired right and, yeah. and, and 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 if you had put all of the think of all the people who put all their energy into campaigning for biden had put into their their energy into think of how much action. money was wasted like in particular in uh, yeah. on amy mcgrath's think campaign they, a campaign that people, never led these people in los Millions angeles and new york throwing money at amy mcgrath if they like actually went in their backyard and like bought some meals for some homeless people like yeah, like you know, literally you could donate to a food bank and you would do more good <laughs> and sooner, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that would make a bigger difference in the world. And so it's kind of like I get why it's exhausting. And and that's why it's like we, you know, we hate to be these people, but bringing up like the electoralism thing is important. Yeah. And I then think, also, you know, the fact that the Democratic Party has essentially taken for granted a lot of its, you know, um, key demographics. And yeah. it, that has just that that burned it this time because they they totally um, lost the Latino vote, basically, you know, a, a yeah. vote that 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 Bernie was quite good at cultivating in the in the primary. And then they just totally threw in the trash can. They brought on Anna Navarro the never Trump Republican son of a contra or daughter of a contra to be their Latino outreach director <laughs> and then and then lost Miami. And then she was trying to blame it on like, oh, socialism, you know, is it the smear of socialist and socialism stuff. And it's like 
you know, the the thing the Democratic Party has assumed for a while that there are these um, uh, demographics who like are sort of required to vote for them. Right. It's like, well, they wouldn't, you know, they have to vote for us. You know, the yeah, the like Mexican immigrants, you know, yeah. are going to vote for us because Trump is the wall guy. Well, right. like half of them went and voted for Trump. So yeah, so they've taken that for granted. They they never do anything for these voters, and now they're seeing that those voters are willing to, you know, uh, change their votes, uh, and that's yeah. going to suck for them. And also the whole thing of like the the demographic destiny thesis of like, oh, you know, eventually, um, all the young people will 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 inevitably Democrats or whatever. America's uh, going to become younger and browner and then all Democrats. Right. And it's basically the Democratic Party telling itself that they don't actually have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, listen, if we just wait, it'll all go in our favor. Um, and uh, it's, it's not that true. It's whole thing that gets wheeled out when people bring up the moral arc of the universe argument. And it's that in that in that argument, you're assuming that Democrats are moral. Therefore, they're owed progress. Which is not true. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing about that, you know, the, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice, makes it sound like that's a thing that just sort of automatically happens. And, and yeah, the thing it, is, that's a thing that only happens no. with, with a lot of hard work to push it in that direction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, one you know, of one, of, one of the new um, uh, Congress members from the Republican Party is uh, a gentleman we talked about previously, Madison Cawthorn, um, who's a QAnon guy and is younger than I am. So, like, plainly, you know, there are it, it annoys me greatly that there are people younger than I who are QAnon morons, but that's the way it is. So, yeah. <clears throat> now, the, Matt the first Christman TikTok had a candidate. Tweet. Yeah, yeah. Matt, well, Matt Chrisman had a really good take. He did a like really long, thorough uh, live stream. Um, I want to say on like Wednesday. Mm -hmm. um, it's on YouTube if you want to look it up. The Kush vlogs, as they are called, but um, he basically explained how, from his point of view, he's figured out that politics is detached from material circumstances, like electoral politics really now has nothing to do with your life. It it, it has nothing to do with right, exactly, if you feel yeah. that you're better off now than you were four years ago. It has nothing to do with you feeling like uh, fear or uncertainty. What it has to do is it's all completely Chad's versus virgins now it's uh it's two <laughs> freaks camps. versus geeks <laughs> it, yeah it's two camps it's the jocks versus nerds yeah <laughs> there's hey don't be assholes which are the college educated and similar demographics yeah that's and, the uh listen um we're all going to come together you know and that those has no mostly place. map onto democrats but also this is like the never trumpers right right yeah these People are all who, yeah make our trump sir this is the the the, the much maligned pmc right the mm -hmm, professional mm -hmm. managerial class and then you have another group of people that are the hey don't be a pussy which mm -hmm. is the non-college educated people who in this election map onto republicans or non-voters right and i, I and mean that's they're both gonna here's how i explained it so good they're both gonna put kids in cages they're, it's like they both assume well 
this is the way things are. We have to put the kids in cages, but the 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 one group is like, you don't have to make make a big deal about it and be a jerk about it. And then the other one's like, well, we're gonna put them in cages. Like, are we just gonna be wimps about it? Or or <laughs> and that's and that that is such a good definition, and it's what I see playing out in my region, which is blue. It went for Biden, but I'm surrounded by conservatives who like, you know, I think about a guy I know who is a second generation Mexican immigrant who um, who voted for Trump, but who's talked to me about like, why can't we just do Medicare for all? Why can't we mm. just have a I mean, all the things he talked to me about are like progressive, quote unquote, like mm -hmm. Democratic socialist kind of positions that he holds. But he also cares about not being a pussy. Mm. Right. <laughs> it, you know, it's like a it's like I don't want to be perceived as weak. Like I care about like not 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 coming off as like a, a, an obsequious like piece of crap. Like he, he looks at Biden. He's like, that guy's like a wimp. Mm -hmm. And he looks at Trump and he's yeah. like, this guy is funny. Yeah, he's alpha. <laughs> He's well, this is like, this is the thing is, um, you know, uh, Liz Brunig was uh, um, talking on Twitter earlier this week because her family is, is largely Republican. And someone asked, you know, what, why did they vote for Trump? And she said, um, broadly, they see that, you know, um, liberals look down on them and Trump drives liberals crazy. And it's literally like a lot of people vote for Trump because he owned the libs and he, yeah. he you know, his whole thing is owning the people that they uh, perceive as, you know, looking down on them. That's um, a huge portion of it. And you know what? Now the 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 gut reaction of people is to say, "Well, that's stupid." But but if you've never been in a group that is socially maligned, looked down upon, mm -hmm. um you don't understand how that feels and how that motivates yeah, a to certain get, to get some view. semblance of revenge. Yeah. 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 And and it doesn't help that liberals do that that they they do treat people yeah, they who they it, it see doesn't as help lesser that, than them like shit yeah they they <laughs> go they go and visit you know backwater towns every four years and ask them why they're a bunch of racists and then you know <laughs> yeah yeah I and mean, then they, they wonder they think, like they well, why do they yeah everybody south of the mason dixon's a bunch of like mouth breathing inbreds um right. And they they really do look down on on them, and so uh, why would they vote for that group? <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, that I think that is a very good insight. That to the extent that we like focus so much on policies and on um, material circumstances, and don't realize the broader social thing that's going on here. I think we're probably we we lose the we lose the thread. The thing though is that the Democratic Party is not going to learn any of the correct well, lessons. No. I'm, so they're going to learn say only we, the wrong I don't mean lessons. the Democratic Party. I right. mean uh, consciously political actors. <laughs> yeah. Right. So then the question is like, what comes after Trump? Like, okay, he, if, yeah. if he's gone, and at people time are of recording, theorizing it looks that he'll like run. Um, well, you know, we don't I even think, know if we're going to be rid of him yet. But yeah, if so, let's. Let, Assuming that he does get dragged out of the White House kicking and screaming on January 20th, people have theorized that he might run again in 2024. I'm not he, so sure about that. I think I don't he think will. He, you think he will? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think he likes being the president that much. <laughs> I don't think he likes being president, but I think he likes being in power. 
And yeah, I think I could see that. He understands how much that generates opportunities for him. Mm. And so That's true, yeah. Even if he thinks he can't win, I think he will turn this into he'll make himself a martyr. He'll drum all this well, that, up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because he can't be seen as a loser, so he will scapegoat right. this to his advisors and other other, you know. And folks. they'll create their own like uh, they'll they'll like absorb own right. They'll they'll yeah. have their own news network. They'll. I mean, who knows if it'll work or not? I'm not sure, but I I definitely see that happening. Yeah, and it would Q- if only if only because it's the most terrible and hilarious outcome, which seems to be yeah. how things work. That's that's what I said. You know, the outcome of this election and indeed of every event this year is will always be the most chaotic outcome. Yeah. And that <laughs> appears to be borne out so far. So, yeah, I don't know what comes after Trump. I mean, do we continue to get sort of fascist aspirants or or what? Um, I yeah, don't know. I think we I do. Mean, the, I think. I think the one good thing, this is a sort of side note, but the only reason that like Trump hasn't actively stolen this election like so far yet is because um, his whole band of aspiring fascists is actually deeply incompetent. Um, And if they were (laughs) if they were competent at all, they would have like manipulated, you know, the election on a massive scale. And it's funny because all of the competent Republicans have thrown him under the bus because they've got what they wanted from Trump. Exactly. So like, yeah, they've gotten their Supreme Court majority, so they're set for like forty years. So like McConnell, Chris Christie, even like Mark Meadows, it seems like like all of these people who are doing the actual work. When when they ask them, like Trump said he's not going to concede, they're like, well, that's dumb. Like you know what I mean? Like they're making right. public comments that contradict him, making yeah. him look like and, oh he's and, not supported <laughs> and so you're reduced to having rudy giuliani file lawsuits in like michigan that say like um actually what the law says is that it's illegal to count ballots that were sent in by mail you know and yeah. stuff like that it's been sort of remarkable the amount of lawsuits that the trump campaign has filed the trump campaign has devolved into a mechanism for um transferring donor money directly to court <laughs> fees um mm. and also how quickly said lawsuits have been thrown out <laughs> Yeah, that's been pretty. The judge is just like, by that. "What is what is your complaint?" And it's like, "No, that's not a complaint." <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know I guess it's sort of good that we have enough judges who are you know um, not nakedly partisan that they're like, "No, that's not how this works." But like I said, you know, if they were any more competent, they would have you know pulled off, orchestrated a larger, um, you know. I'm really surprised the that they didn't because I have been hearing. They don't about know. This is from- the thing. The, the, the whole the Trump administration has just been pretty deeply incompetent with like only a few exceptions. Yeah, <laughs> they've I d- just been I tripping just guess- over themselves for four years. But this is a new level, I think. Like it, it is. Yes, I don't know if they genuinely thought that they would just win. You know, because there were a lot of the Trump people on Twitter who were like, here's my electoral map. And they had like everything flipping red except for like New York. And it's like, what? What? I saw one. I saw someone uh, made a video about it on TikTok that they were, you know, they were um, uh, commenting on someone's map. And it's like, oh, how did I get to this map? Uh, I looked at the polls and then I added 10 to 15 percent for Trump based on, you know, uh, these factors. <laughs> like, okay, cool. <laughs> I think for me, it's it's like uh, the the biggest takeaway is 
the true winner of this election, regardless of what happens, is capitalism. And like Truly. a good example of that is like Prop 22, right? Yeah, Prop 22 is an example of how the work is only going to get harder um, for us. Yeah. So, so Prop 22 is the the proposition that was funded by Uber, Lyft, like DoorDash and a couple of other similar services um, to basically overrule the California legislature uh, in their decision that they needed to treat their drivers like actual employees and provide them benefits or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so the, the Prop 22 coalition... Uh, of Uber and Lyft and whatnot spent more in California on that um, proposition than the entirety of the donations to Bernie Sanders in the 2020 campaign. <laughs> it was uh, wild. I mean, it was in, living in insane. California. It was literally all you, you saw, like every commercial yeah. break, every mailers. you open up your phone and add <laughs> mailers, like every day you're getting like three different pieces of mail telling you, uh, that you have to vote for 22 otherwise yeah, it's, it's they're going like, to murder every every uber driver like, yeah it's almost like allowing corporations to participate in the political process is a really really bad idea yeah I, it, like a it, catastrophically bad idea <laughs> i don't know how we get out of this but like it, it that's that's why i think it's interesting to watch the the contest between trump and biden because it's become apparent that the capitalists Mm -hmm. Um, that the people who like actually run everything, who hold the capital, who hold the power, the people who own the factories and the companies, like they're kind of like, okay, like <laughs> either way I'm good. Right. Uh, and you can yeah. tell. And, and so like you, you can't, you can't expect much to change, uh, mm -hmm. from that because if, if they wanted to, they could have gotten behind, uh, Trump a lot more like, I don't know. I threw this in here because it's just like a, a friendly reminder of context. Like this article from quotes that courts that I've had, you know, since like May stuck in our show notes, but the richest families in Florence in 1427 are still the richest families in Florence. Yeah. Uh, nothing so, like, changes. <laughs> nothing changes. The same, yeah. the same sick, gross uh, people still have all the money and still have all the power. Um, and until that's actually attacked, uh, you know, we're all just nibbling around the edges here. And, well, and Prop 22 is an example of that, right? Yeah. And I saw an exchange, you know, someone said like, wow, you know, they spent an absurd amount of money on that. You know, that's a tremendous amount of money for like Lyft and Uber to spend. And someone else said, on the contrary, it's like a really easy expense to justify because it's a huge investment in their future that'll save them billions of dollars, you know? In yeah. The like, end. cause now like one of the things that Prop 22 does is it, is it makes it harder for their workers to organize. Well, and the, I think perhaps the most egregious part about Prop 22 is that there was language in Prop 22 that says in order to change any of this language, um, you need seven eighths of the California legislature to consent, which is basically, you know, basically Impossible. making it illegal to to change the you know law except by repealing, you know, having another prop to repeal this prop. Yeah. <laughs> It's you know, pretty it's, wild yeah. to see Florida voting to legalize marijuana, voting like all these places for a fifteen dollar minimum $15 wage, fifteen dollar minimum yeah. wage or whatever, and then California voting to ban uh, labor. Yeah, like, California's <laughs> prop system is kind of a disaster. <laughs> but it's just wild to see who voted. For, like just like the level of misinformation that people just wholly bought into is wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and indeed, uh, 
to add this in Prop 22, it has already started going nationwide. This is something that some uh, folks predicted that they would, you know, start spreading it out. And in fact, the Uber and Lyft people actually just came out and said, yeah, we're going to start doing this elsewhere to basically cement this sort of um, position. You know, they're creating a new category, which they call independent work. And to sort oh, yes. of write love, this into love legislation. Love to work independently. Right, How's yeah. that bad? Um, so they've started an organization already called Illinoisans for Independent Work. Um, and they've started a Twitter account. And, uh, you know, they've they've started tweeting. Um, and, you know, it says, Independent Work has given Crystal her life back. She's her own boss. And she, quote, never wants to work for anyone else ever again. And um, Twitter user Cat Sharp replied to this and said, Ah, yes, my favorite place in Illinois, Sausalito, California. And it's um, the Illinois, Illinoisans for Independent Work. Um Form D1, Statement of Organization from the State of Illinois. Um, full name and complete mailing address of political committee. Illinoisans for Independent Work, care of 2815 Liberty Ship Way, Sausalito, California, 94965. Um, email address, lift at politicomlaw.com. Uh, name and address of each sponsoring entity, Lift Inc., 185 Berry Street, San Francisco, California. In case you had any doubt where this was coming from. Um, and then also... Um, Adam Johnson, uh, host of the Great Citations Needed podcast, said, obsessed with this shoddy AstroTurf lift PR campaign they're marketing in Illinois to prevent an anti-Prop 22 type law here because they can't even get their fake dra- driver names right. He Here is the true voice of the working man, Noah or Nolan. And it's a uh, tweet from Illinois for Independent Work that has a picture of a black guy and it says independent work has given Noah the thing he's been searching for in a job flexibility. Nolan decides when, where and how much he wants to work. <laughs> so they can't, it, whatever PR firm that they hired to AstroTurf, this can't even like be bothered to do it correctly. It's, it's so it's bad. remarkable I mean, how ham fisted this. Sort I was of thing receiving is. so many texts Mm-hmm. from this campaign like from it'd be like a picture Supposed of someone, drivers right hi my name's kathy and i'm a driver and i'd just be like kathy go walk into the ocean and never return kathy like, what, what kind of car do you drive <laughs> just you know it was so obviously fake there, and here's another thing to remember here i just i just realized while we were talking about this it's a tweet from max blumenthal Mm. Kamala Harris' brother-in-law and advisor Tony West led the campaign for California's Prop 22, which denies labor protections to Uber drivers. Her niece, Mina Harris, is on Uber's diversity team, and her ex-campaign strategist advises Uber on labor relations. So, well, you know, it's a good thing that Kamala Harris isn't going to be the uh, vice president or anything. Oh, wait. Right. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Um the work truly has just begun. <laughs> We've only just begun. But you know what? Maybe Claire McCaskill's got some Claire McCaskill, uh, known uh, winner, person who has won lots of things and not not a giant loser. Um, she was on TV on Wednesday um, and had some thoughts on why the Democrats did not win more soundly. Um, namely, doing the thing of like, oh, it's you know too much wokeness or whatever. Right. And in the process, she referred to trans people as transsexuals, which we don't do anymore. Very cool. Um, stuff like that. Here's the thing. Claire McCaskill lost quite badly because she was a centrist goober. Uh, and no one wanted that. We don't need to hear from her on television. Um, we don't need to have her opinions on anything. Um, but I liked Felix Biederman's take on this, which said, Joe World will be an experiment of how much toothpaste you can put back in a tube. <laughs> <laughs> the, basically, they're going to they're going to try and make, you know, politics sort of boring and soothing again. And, you know, we're, we're all going to go to brunch again, basically, <laughs> oh you know. God. 
Um, <laughs> I've already that's, that's started pissing for. off, pissing off the libs on the timeline, like on mm. an Instagram, you know, because I've just like being spicy on there about Joe Biden. And they're yeah. just like, really? Now? This is not the time. And well, I'm like, is this, it's going to be not the time for the next four years, ain't it? Oh, right. Yeah. And in fact, let me quickly find Adam Johnson has a tweet about this, um, which is, you know, there's, there's um, an appointed time. Um, for uh, <laughs> making fun or, you know, for, for, you know, there's an appointed time for sort of recriminations about Democrats. Yeah. Um, he has this tweet here. When you can criticize Democratic Party leaders slash orthodoxy, not before presidential or midterm elections, that okay. helps the GOP, not after presidential or midterm elections, that's sour grapes and mean spirited. Um, okay. Uh, okay to criticize for two days right after that point. And then not when the GOP is trying to do evil stuff after taking power because you have to support the team no matter how imperfect. So he declared today would be the beginning of the two days. And then an hour later said, uh, I'm told we have to let people celebrate for a while. The two days have now been put on hold indefinitely. I repeat, the two <laughs> days will now come at an unspecified later time. And this is the thing. Yeah, there's never. And, and this this goes back to um, Pod John's thing as well. Right. That it's like um, we discuss these things in private. You know, please don't get on the timeline uh, with your thoughts right. and stuff like that. You're just not allowed um, in the same way that the Republicans think that it's illegal to vote for Bo Joe Biden. The Democrats think that it's illegal to criticize, you know, the decisions of the party. It's like well, we should debate our plans, but like we shouldn't debate our plans. Yeah, it's like we actually. Yeah, um, your plan is not one that we should debate. <laughs> Speaking about plans, though, the one I'm really uh, happy I am about so hyped is Joe, for this. Joe Biden's plan to uh, Joe Biden. We've learned this is brand new. Um, Joe Biden will destroy Northern Ireland. He will. Um, this was brought to us by Turning Point UK. Um, which is Knowledge. the sister of the uh, Turning Point USA or Toilet Paper USA organization. This is uh, Turning Point University, or sorry, Toilet Paper University of Kentucky um, yeah. has uh, posted a photo of Joe Biden with um, uh, former Sinn Féin leader Jerry Adams um, and also some woman and says, at this meeting, Jerry Adams said the three discussed a, quote, United Ireland. The woman in the middle is an IRA chief who attempted to kill a British officer, though it's starting That's... to make sense why all the usual suspects are backing Biden. And then Seriously, the photo this is... is the coolest thing Biden's ever done. The photo is captioned, Joe Biden is a major threat to peace in Northern Ireland. And really what I want now is a Photoshop picture of Joe Biden with like a balaclava on holding an AR-18. Better than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> We're going out there and we are uniting ireland finally <laughs> it's it's been too long <laughs> I well did, turning point uk people need to stay in their lane <laughs> seriously who gave I, them permission? i don't permit i don't permit political organizations from the uk to comment on american politics in the same way that i don't permit them to comment comment on american food <laughs> i would prefer not to yeah well um, you know uh, so i mean i think both of us I would say I'm relieved that Trump is no longer president, but I'm finding it difficult to think that Joe Biden's presidency is going to be good in any way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I just want to reiterate that the offer stands. I will support Joe Biden if he becomes the train president. Mm -hmm. uh, and indeed, to that to that effect, I have in the show notes a picture of Joe Biden in front of a Metro liner. And uh, it's an utterly fantastic have. picture. Um, this is the future that I want. You know, um, yeah, that this is all I'm asking for. It's quite simple. Um, what I want is Joe Biden to get out there on inauguration day and say, like, 
uh, listen here, Jack, we're going to build some trains and that's, you know, that'll be, that's fine. I will, I, think I will sign now, up with the Democratic Party. more than ever, that's what our, our nation This is needs. truly what we need. Yeah. I mean, there were people that were saying, well, so <laughs> I think it was, um, what's his name? Ian Miles Chong, the Malaysian guy who is just tweets like he lives in America. Um, like right wing guy tweeted mm. after he tweeted mandatory pronouns. And I was like, I mean pronouns are a thing that people have anyway but you know and someone was you can't you just know, like opt like, out of pronouns right yeah people are like oh you know joe biden is going to force this that and the other thing and it's like uh you know yeah joe biden's gonna force you to take the train now and you're gonna love it you're gonna love it you're gonna have to do it we're banning cars we're putting people into trains That's- you know this has this has just been a crazy week a crazy election cycle and in the midst oh. of all of it there's been one glowing positive point of light that has just yeah. been revealed mm-hmm. and apple did it, it the apple, apple computer company finally they have they have provided representation for the italian people they've brought us the gabagool emoji the the italian hand gesture emoji i don't know what they actually call it but i'm just going to call it the italian hand gesture emoji because you know what i'm yeah. talking about it's, it's the, the hand that you make when you ask for the gabagool Hands with the, the, all of the fingers pinching together and being yeah, like, the, the hey, pinching, I want to yeah. a big bowl of pasta. Right, exactly. And it's fantastic, and I'm going to use it uh, frequently. It's, <laughs> it's great. I've used it so much already, and I will use it more. It's over for you guys. Uh, I'm the gobbagool emojis here. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> end, end of politics talk. Yeah, sorry. We had to get it through over at the beginning. Listen, we we didn't talk about the election at all in the previous episode, partly because we didn't want it to be like topical. And because I said on Wednesday, I went on I went on uh, a discord and I said, well, time to delete all the episodes recorded before today because it's just like, (laughs) what's the point anymore? You know, Um, they they age themselves instantly. But also we just didn't, you know, no, we didn't want to add to the anxiety, but we had to get it all out. Um, you know, so we've gotten that now, um, things are right in my world personally now, because I have received my new, new chair. Um, this is like your brunch. This is like brunch this for is, your, yes. your haunches. It's morning in America again. I am in a proper chair that is comfortable and I enjoy, uh, my new air on. I took delivery of it. It is better than I expected. Um, mm. which that's uh, yeah. a rare this day. That isn't that I rare know. these days. Yes, it is. Um, I got the, ch- I thought, well, you know, it'll be an air on. It'll be fine. Although my previous air on, um, the used one, you know, apart from the fact that it fell apart a little bit cause it was very old. One of the complaints that I had about it is that the armrests, which you can sort of pivot left and right, you know, like to change mm. the width of them. Um, they would move on their own if you sort of lent- leaned on them too much. And yeah. I was like, I was like, well, you know, um, you know, that's kind of annoying, but I guess I'll put up with it. This new Aeron, these armrests, I mean, they are adjustable, but you got to apply some serious force to them to get them to change their position. And I love it. I love this chair feels solid. Um, it feels like I could throw it at a fascist and they would be injured quite severely. Um, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to throw it through the window of some <laughs> well-built thing, you know, because you don't you it feels like most things today are thing. not built Everything by people is made who of use the crap today this chair this chair has a 12 year warranty that's beautiful (laughs) aoc could be the president by the time that this chair's (laughs) warranty expires man this is it's truly like i don't understand could be the president by the time that warranty (laughs) expires 
Come on, man. But they just literally they don't make things like they used to anymore, except for chairs, which still have 12 year warranties. What? You can't like Apple Care. The maximum is two years on a phone like a car. The maximum is like five years if you buy an extended warranty. Like this, <laughs> this thing's gonna last me the rest of my life. I yeah, will be buried in this chair. chair. <laughs> <laughs> we really should just bury you in the chair. Bury me in my Aeron. <laughs> It'll be a very oddly shaped coffin. <laughs> um, oh dear. I learned. Speaking, speaking of, of burying, oddly shaped, <laughs> I learned about something something this week called SMAG. Um. Uh, okay. <laughs> It stands for super moisture absorbent gels. Mm, mm. And it made me so angry. I haven't been able, you know, mostly this year I've not been able to feel anything good or bad. Um, I'm just in like a depressive state. This year is a lost year and anyone who says otherwise is lying. Like whatever hormones in your body, whatever juices trigger like feelings, Mm -hmm. um, I don't they're all exhausted like every single one of my glands is just bone dry the the only enjoyment that you and I get anymore is from our soundboard for you that's about it uh but this triggered me and this is like (laughs) if I asked here we go (laughs) to show me something that makes me want to throw my computer across the room yeah, I want you to click on this article from the Science Science Daily. Self-watering yeah, soil minute. could transform farming. Oh, that's great! I love, <laughs> I love to create new and convoluted solutions to things that we already have solutions for and just refuse to do. <laughs> A new type of soil created by engineers at the University of Texas at Austin. I've, I've already identified an, a problem. <laughs> and that's that engineers water, were involved. <laughs> can pull water from the air and distribute it to plants, now potentially this- <laughs> expanding the map of farmable land around the globe to previously inhospitable places and reducing water use in irrigation or this agriculture lead- at the time of growing droughts. This leads writ large to like us desiccating the entire atmosphere. <laughs> And suffocating ourselves in some way. (laughs) Whoops, didn't think that would happen. If it takes you, if it takes you massive mining operations and electricity to make your soil, you are doing it wrong. My guess is this involves lots of hydrocarbon based uh, chemicals or something. Yes, it's a bunch of hydrocarbon based chemicals that um that it, it it's like uh it, it uses freaking lithium it uses lithium it's <laughs> lithium using... which is so so easy to get a hold of you know. just like, why <laughs> you can either make you take this lithium and you can either make a cell phone battery or a battery well, bank for solar Aaron, panels or you Aaron, can make soil you Aaron, can't make me... soil out of trash. Oh, wait, you can. It's called composting, and we've known how to do it from time immemorial. Aaron Aaron has spoken. Aaron, let me stop you right there, because it's not like water falls from the sky or anything, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... The, if the only problem, we could you know, somehow have water soil. fall from the sky and collect it in, in, in basins or something. <laughs> Sadly, we can't. <laughs> We don't know how to do this. Like literally, here's a list. Uh, Look at the list of chemicals that are included in this thing that they manufacture yeah. in a laboratory. It's uh, it's. Would you like me to I read these? Please read these. Uh, N isopropyl acrylamide, 
anetetramethyl uh, anadiamine, and methyl bisacrylamide and ammonium persulfate, pyrrole, lithium chloride, hydrochloride, and sand. Uh, so some of those early <laughs> no, they, things they, like... They got the sand from Sigma Aldrich, which is a lab company. They oh, didn't yeah, right, even yeah. go out and well, get their own sand. Things like acryl, uh, ethylene, uh, stuff like that. That's all... That that comes from, you know, oil, ultimately. Yeah, uh, like, ultimately we love, all We love this... to refine oil. Uh, <laughs> Turning oil into soil. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> you know, it's Turning all in the... Sur- here's the thing. The, the, we go now live to the soil. Now, why is it so wet? That's what we're going to be saying. <laughs> And this stuff looks like just black, um, like gel. Like if you opened up the inside of like a a beanbag chair. Right. This, this is the thing is, is you know, as engineers, we are now approaching um, basically creating substances that were not meant to exist. Right. Like we are truly um, playing dice with the universe at this point. You know, you literally all I mean, you have we're literally to do- creating antimatter, you know, out over in France. So. Thousands it's only a matter of, of time. Ago. Like, I don't know if you know the story, but like before they detonated the Trinity device, the first nuclear weapon, there uh-huh. were some scientists who thought that it would literally like ignite the atmosphere and destroy all life on the planet. And the thing is, it didn't. But like, we are going to do that one day. Like, they're going to create <laughs> some sort happen. of gel that just consumes all of the <laughs> oxygen in the atmosphere. Yeah, we're that's we're where tur- we're headed. <laughs> We're slowly turning ourselves into like uh, some sort of prepackaged thing of I guess I've become an with a silica now. gel pack. <laughs> I mean, I slowly am becoming an anarcho primitivist. Listen, thousands and thousands of years ago in the Amazon River basin, human beings were creating soil with their own poop and their own trash. Okay? Yeah, but they here's were pooping the thing. and here's throwing the thing, their Aaron. trash into pits. And now, now, in the year 2020, do you want to know how people in Brazil get like a massive amount of their soil that they use? They go to these places where thousands of years ago, people who'd never heard of an iPad were creating <laughs> soil with their poop and their trash, and they harvest it because we don't know how to make it because we're (laughs) well it's like we literally used to use (gasps) bat guano as fertilizer here's the thing though aaron um we can't do that because poop is disgusting and i don't like to think about it oh my gosh it's all when it comes down to it yeah so anyhow I got real mad, big mad, <laughs> and I had to share it. And I hope some of you out there you, can understand. I imagine you just sort of your blood pressure, like like you know, your blood pressure spiking, steam coming out of your ears, and you're like at work, and your coworkers <laughs> are like, "Dude, you okay?" And you're yeah, like, "I exactly can't." What, that's exactly I what can't talk about it. I can't even describe it. Uh, but you know, listen, we're going back to the trees. Um, I think it's well past time. <laughs> Uh, you know, here's the thing. Societies tens of thousands of years ago didn't really have politics to worry about. <clears throat> we so. think about the thing is, this is one of those things where we we didn't think if we should. We just thought that we could and we did. Yeah. And there's another example that actually I think kind of turned out better. Yeah. Now, this thing um, delighted me to the level that this soil thing, the oil into soil thing frustrated me. This next item delighted me. 
Yeah, um, this is a, a tweet from a man named Joseph Parker, or a person named Joseph Parker, um, and it's a, a screenshot of a CAD program, uh, and it says, thinking about a very short hot dog, and they have uh, done a CAD model of this hot dog. Now, you may think you know what a, a short hot dog is, you know, like a like a little, like a, um, what are they, the little Vienna sausage, the little weenie things? No, no, yeah, this is co- a very short hot weenies. dog. This is this is a hot dog that is approximately the shape of a ping pong ball, um, and it you know it's been appropriately scaled with the appropriate size hot dog bun as well. Um, and it's sort of it's sort of a delight. Out. It's sort of a delight. It's also preposterous to me, and it also mocks me with its smug regard. <laughs> it's got the little hole and thing from like the casing, like the mm-hmm. little clinch anus looking thing at the right, end. Yeah. It's so good. It's got little squiggles of ketchup and mustard on top. It's a really high quality model. The bread even looks quite, you know, bready. It's been browned appropriately. You've got the sponginess of the, you know, the See, part where you've sliced it. Engineers, all calling all engineers. Yeah, this is instead of trying to destroy of the planet by sucking all the water out of the air, just you know, 3D print some small hot dogs and sell them do, on Etsy. Do that. That's yeah. that's how we win, okay? That you that uses less plastic. I promise you this. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, you know what? We got to do an ad here. Um, find the paper from this. This this paper's coming out of a international airmail envelope. Oh, really? Or did it get yeah. faxed to you or something? Yeah. Um, Telegram. <laughs> our, our our sponsor this week is Let Me Finish. Now. Uh, let me finish our Finnish salted lemons, bringing oh, this Nordic hmm. delicacy to America. Interesting. Yeah. So you know these are these are lemons grown in greenhouses warmed by the sulfuric volcanic vents of of uh, Finland. Interesting. Which, yeah. Okay. Uh, they 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 say here you'll pucker with pleasure and wince with satisfaction at the acrid pungent flavor of this traditional dessert. Now, hmm. I, this is something that I would try. I don't. Would you try this? I would try. try. You know, I'm a big fan of la, like limes and lemons. Uh, you know, I like the sour things. We both love the kombucha. You know, so yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. sure. You know, I'll I try mean, a salted I, lemon. I eat their licorice that's like covered in Windex. Is that like the licorice that's like uh, like the EU wanted to ban it because it was unsafe and they were yeah. like no 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 it, no it's salted licorice and it's covered with uh, with uh, ammonia um, yeah it's it's like the the licorice that they're like um, like literally like children are not allowed to have it I actually think of, think this might be similar to smag now that I think I'm eating smag mm, um, that could be that could be. But this, the finished salted lemons, they 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 have some suggestions with what you can pair it with. Um, they suggest pairing with. So, uh, how do I read? It's got so many. Yeah, there's a lot of letters here, and I don't know how they're meant to go together. Sjordur berry and Sjordur berry and Vierd Vierd. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be insensitive to our Finnish sponsors. Yeah. Um, but uh I don't know. Give them a try. Know. You know? Yeah. Uh it'll be yeah, it'll be good. Uh <laughs> let let you finish. <laughs> let you finish. Let you finish. Let 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 you let you finish. Guaranteed to so, get it. Something Milk something something, something that I think we need this has been in our notes for a while, but I think now more than ever. 
we need this, which is mm-hmm. Clippy, but for Twitter cringe. So what I am proposing here is that Twitter adds Clippy, and what it does is it reads the tweet that you're about to tweet, and then it says, uh, you know, like, it looks you're about to post cringe to the timeline. <laughs> Are you sure? Or, or it says, like, it looks like you're about to post something that will get ruthlessly dunked on. Are you sure? Um, and I think that would just save us all a lot of headache you know twitter has already implemented this for like sort of a stuff. sort of a check on the blue checks as it were like they're they're still doing this they're doing this for um like i tried to post about the election they're like they're like oh, oh hold up there buddy and yeah. they did the same thing on instagram have you seen that no i didn't but i have you know the, the um, thing that they were you just requiring. disappeared on the audio so i don't know I, I haven't seen it. Um, oh, you're back. I am back. I, I okay. hit my mute button because we're very professional <laughs> production. <laughs> well, um, now <coughs> I think now of I'm this coughing. as like a as like a check for the blue checks, as it were. You know, like a checks and balances check. You know, so that like oh, when it only works if you have a blue check. Right. Yeah. So like you're gonna post like your joy and read. You're about to post that big thread about uh, how Trump has pathos or whatever, and it's just uh-huh. like uh, you know maybe you don't post this. Um, maybe you just keep it to yourself, you know, um, yeah. you know, it's sort of in line with things that Twitter has been doing. Like you say, um, stuff about the elections or like if you retweet a link without like clicking on it, it's like, hold up. Do you want to read the story? And it's like, no, I don't want to read the story. Uh, or like <laughs> how they I made you, that? they, they made like, if you, if you retweet, they now require you to hit an extra button to like purely retweet it and not quote retweet it. <laughs> Because right. it's like, oh, um, why don't you add something to the discourse? And my thesis is, what if you don't add something to the discourse? <laughs> it would be... <laughs> Sorry, uh, my, my let me finish here. Um, it would actually be better, honestly, if we added fewer things to the discourse. Yeah. We're really muddying, muddying it all up. Yeah, right. This is the thing is, I want, to, <laughs> I want to open up Twitter and see no new tweets for me to read. That's, that's the dream. Is it's just it like, you know be, what? I mean, You're people done. People like... People like you and me can handle the cringe. Like, yes. it's, it's somewhat home now. Like, I feel mm-hmm. comfortable in it. But um, for the for like the boomers and the elderly people, they just they shouldn't be exposed to this kind of stuff. And yeah, and frankly, and it's a crime that we're doing this to their brains. And that's ably demonstrated by our recommended read for this week, which is um uh, an article in the HuffPost by Michael Hobbs, uh, co-host of the fabulous "You're Wrong About" podcast, which is entitled "What Is the Internet Doing to Boomers' Brains?" Um, and it's all about how social media has sort of sucked uh, uh, boomers and old folks into a uh, you know black hole of misinformation. Um, some things that they apparently don't realize, they don't realize that like an algorithm is picking what to show them. Apparently a majority of them like legitimately believe that they're like people picking the stories that they see oh on gosh. Facebook, which is absolutely terrifying to me. Do these um, people think when they call a phone number that an operator is connecting them still? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah. I mean, they're just uh, uh, lots of surveys and studies that show that um, older folks are just extremely bad at distinguishing misinformation and, and fake news from, you know, uh, genuine news. Um, and, and so we sort of see where that has led to at this point. Um, 
you know, just this constant proliferation of misinformation to the point where no one knows what to believe anymore. No one, no one knows what's true anymore. I mean, we're seeing this play out with the election now where the, uh, you know, the Trump folks are just saying that there is, they're just out here tweeting that there is massive evidence of voter fraud on the part of the Democrats, which is hilarious to me because the Democrats literally do not know how to do that except in like Chicago. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and literally could not be bothered. Um, it's just, it, it's truly, um, insane there's a lot of um you know quotes from um folks who have basically had to cut off contact with their older parents because they're they're just lost at this point um you know uh and uh uh there's there's not really anything that like any person individually can do if their um you know parent starts to go down the rabbit hole as it was is a quote here um emma's uh this is someone um named Emma, who is a, uh, a physician. Um, it says, Emma's father, a liberal physician, has fallen down an anti-vaccine coronavirus truther rabbit hole. Started with his hatred of pharmaceutical companies, he starts going on Facebook and fighting these fin- fringe groups, and next thing you know, he's saying the government has a cure for COVID, but they're not giving it to us because they can't make money on it. Um, in a string of text messages, Emma provided HuffPost. She confronted him. Uh, immunizations are loaded with toxic substances and are routinely delivered to very young babies like two months old, he said. She tried to fight back, sending him an L.A. Times article noting that we breathe, eat, or drink more than 20 times the maximum allowed dose of aluminum in a vaccine every day. Thanks for link and info, he responded. Unfortunately, I can't make an informed response. Texting on a complicated subject isn't easy for me either. That's how it goes, Emma says. Her father says something wildly untrue. She finds better information, send it, and he checks out. <laughs> Which is sort of just extremely infuriating to me it's like they they make a wild assertion you say here's the thing that says that that's wrong and they're like thanks uh don't care (laughs) i mean this is it's remarkable too because this guy is a physician and is out here saying you know immunizations are filled with substances and are given to babies it's like my dude you literally used to be a physician like how many people how many kids did you have coming back after you gave them vaccines or have them get vaccines with problems like i mean yeah and it's just the the, you know the vagaries of social media is designed to uh you know the end result is that people end up trusting all these random stories uh that are you know uh made up in bad faith by you know um people trying to either get money on clicks for their websites through advertisements or just generally muddy the waters um it really is sad because Folks folks end up truth trusting that more than they like trust their own children. It's it's sad. Well, on the one hand, you see it and it's kind of funny because we do know the olds are gormless, but they Mm -hmm. think they're so smart. And so it is funny to see how dumb and how easily fooled they are. But then it's also really sad when these people's like lives, they've been working their li- their whole life, you know, like they they finally get to retire, and now they've spent they're gonna spend their sunset years just completely enraged and full of nonsense mm-hmm. and screaming at the moon yeah. because of they're just scrolling all day and and they're all just forwarding each other a bunch of nonsense. And it, I mean, it's my mom is like, you know, n- not she's she's on the left you know she's like radicalized she's like a bernie bro and Mm. she she gets like stuff sent to her from all of all of her friends are like conservatives because that's where we live um right 
and they're you know they're just always sending her this stuff and she's just like she shows it to me sometimes and it is so insane like it's more insane than you can imagine like if you if you don't know the stuff that's going around you and you think you do you don't Right. <laughs> it's, well, it's and this real is, bad. I I only get bits and pieces of this anymore, but the bits and pieces yeah. that I do get is horrifying. Frankly, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just and, and it, it's so the things they're, that they they're living that in they a completely say that they've different read. World. Exactly. Yeah, it's like the things that they say that they've read that they that they truly honestly believe are so ridiculous and so plainly false. And there's nothing that I or you could do to like you know make them reconsider right because this is the this is the thing it mentions that you know it's sort of the same factors that make older americans susceptible to financial scams which is things like slower cognitive function higher rates of social isolation make them susceptible to misinformation and social media plays on that and enables it on on a massive scale and people who people who you know create like all these fake news websites and stuff that then use social media because it amplifies these tendencies you know and that's how you get QAnon, you know a a, um movement if you can call it that that is uh largely populated by folks who are older uh because um you know basically if you love your parents the best thing you can do if you're like a technically knowledgeable person, which I think most people listening to this dumb podcast where we talk about Aaron shares and smag <laughs> uh, pr- probably are, the best thing you can do is to go into their router and block Fox News and, and whatnot at the at the DNS level, right? And Facebook. And, <laughs> and Facebook. Yeah, block Facebook yeah. at the DNS level. Go into their TV and block Fox News and own, you know, like... OAN. I don't know why I keep calling it own. Like that's giving them too much credit. But um Well, they have been owned. So <laughs> they do they do got be em. owned. Yeah, but that's like the best thing you can do, honestly. Like, I don't know. Don't don't spend your money on uh Amy McGrath campaigns. Spend your money uh hacking into their mainframe. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah, spend spend your time uh that's, on that that's instead. that's direct yeah. action, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, Joe Biden is the president, I guess. E, 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 E. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience There's so many mistakes I have already made But I'm working to be better day by day And I think I'm gonna make it But for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing I have no idea what I'm doing